Hi, this is Luis Carlos Pineda from Loud and Proud Orlando. I want to thank you for listening to us through Anchor, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Help us grow our purple community by following us on all our social media outlets. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. We're also available on YouTube as Loud and Proud Orlando. We're available on Instagram as Pineda underscore O-R-L. We're available on Facebook as Loud and Proud Orlando. And on Twitter as LPO underscore podcast. Thank you so much for listening. And vamos Orlando.
How's it going, everyone? Welcome to Loud and Proud Orlando. Thank you so much for being live with us uh, on uh, Thursday night, uh, 8.37 p.m. Thank you so much for being live with us. Uh, I'm here with Paola, with John. We come from, uh, I will say, I mean, honestly, a, a frustrating draw because of the way Orlando was playing. I think Orlando deserved to win that game. Uh, they had the chances. You know, I, f I feel after watching the game twice, I actually watched it twice. Um, Orlando was too passive uh, after they got the lead. Uh, they should have put the game away. Uh, there was a really bad call by the ref. Uh, that should have been a goal for Orlando City. That's my opinion. And uh, Oscar didn't want to say it because then he'll get fined, right? <laughs> he'll get fined. Right. Uh, but he, he definitely wanted to say it. And uh, and and I repeat one more time, those refs pro should not get near anything close to World Cup refereeing. Uh, I, I don't want to see no no pro guys ever, you know, doing a World Cup game. It will be disastrous. And uh, we definitely found a striker, I believe, uh, Duncan McGuire. He is the real deal. He demonstrated that he is ready to fill the shoes of uh, True Nine, and uh, I'm, we'll, give, we'll give you insights of why I think uh, he's having more success than Kara. Kara almost had a fantastic assist, right? And then that goal got you know taken away. But uh, we'll we'll dive into all of that, and then what's expected to to happen um, tomorrow? Well, in the next few days against um seattle sanders right a, a tough tough opponent uh with a lot of good good players uh at a really tough stadium to play at against a, one of the toughest crowds in the mls we'll see how the lions do but with me is john and paola uh, paola how are you i'm doing good i could be doing better after that game last night but I mean, we didn't lost. Um, we gained a point. We moved forward. But like I said, I could be doing better. But I'm here with you guys. So I'm here. Well, uh, what's up, John? How you doing? Good, buddy. Yeah, I was uh, I was really ecstatic yesterday until about the 10 minutes of the end of the game. And then <laughs> just kind of like a deflated balloon, you know, it was like such an excitement of like, we got to beat Philly at home. And then, no, we're just going to die to Philly at home. Yeah, that was, um, look, honestly, I, I don't mind the point, to be honest with you, against that opponent. But the it's just the way Orlando was playing. It's still it, a great it, point. It's still a great point. For sure. But, I mean, yeah, it's still a great point. And, and, and I'll be also very content if we tie against Seattle Sounders, too. Right, uh, and we get out of these two games against like tough competition, probably contenders for the MLS championship. Uh, I'll be content with uh, two points out of this um, couple games, but uh, you know, it left me a, a a really sour taste in my mouth. <laughs> uh, I mean, no, no one's gonna take that goal away from El, El Burro Martinez, or which is the donkey Martinez. In Spanish, that's why they like he likes to call himself El Burro. They say because he has a donkey face. Apparently, that's how that that's the Venezuela thing. That's not me. Apparently, he has a donkey face, and that's why they call him El Burro. I thought that it was El Brujo. Oh, el bu it's El Burro. Oh, el burro? okay. 
thought it was el, el, el burro. Es el brujo. I saw in MLS Spanish said oh, brujo. Okay, then then I messed up. But no, no, apologies. no. But Luis, you had a good. You have a good point. It looks like a, a burro, though. I just I just don't, called him. Don't ask me. I've got no. Idea. I plead the fifth. <laughs> I just called him a donkey, and I apologize. He looks like a donkey. But, but anyways, I'll take it back. I speak fluent Spanglish. That's it. It's. It was it was a phenomenal goal. Uh, I think is it should be MLS goal of the week, and honestly, Philly deserved the point at the end. After watching the game, I think Orlando was too passive. I think they weren't aggressive enough after they got the the lead, and they had two two or three or four chances to put it away, <laughs> like it, it, you know. And again, we we didn't. Now, um, you know, I think Orlando has. You know, themselves to blame, in my opinion. Uh, I don't know. Um, what are your first takes uh, on this, uh, Paul, on this game? I know we saw Erzin Carroll on that run right there, right? Uh, what are your thoughts? Where are your, uh, your highs and lows of this game? I mean, let's talk about the first 12 minutes before Duncan's great goal, before that first goal, right? We had, and I talked about a lot of about this in previous episodes free kicks and corner kicks we need to capitalize in both of them those are free goals Mar um felipe martins got i think the first free kicked i don't know what happened i don't know if you had the opportunity john to see um that free kick from felipe i don't know where he was pointing at or the the play was going i mean Pereira was super frustrated. He was like, really, dude, you wanted the ball just for that? Like, I was super frustrated. Um, we need to start capitalizing, like, in those type of plays. But then Duncan made me forget about those type of <laughs> free kicks and, and, and corner kicks, right? Phenomenal um, recovery and pass by Ojeda because it was an assist by Ojeda. Recoup the ball, Duncan. And phenomenal goal by Duncan McGuire. And nice celeb with, with Santos. He talked about that. And Duncan is fine. He's not injured. He talked about that in the in the press after the game. Um we were we were um we were a headache in the first 55 minutes to Philly. Philly was like um pissed. We were we were mentally challenging for Philly like and that normally that doesn't happen us is backwards like Philly is messing up with our mentality and I was like oh this is a different Orlando like I was super optimistic we're gonna win I think I jinxed it to be honest and then that second goal from Ojeda and I'm like oh my god this is finally happening I think it's the Orlando weather this rain this is the The, the the blessing rain or whatever. And then that first goal from Philly. And that was on Mason. Mason, you did a phenomenal job yesterday. Protecting that net. But that wasn't you, Papa. I was like, oh, what you did, what you did. Um, but yeah, that, that first goal was amazing. Um, I don't know if he thought that or Antonio Carlos was going to stop that ball or kick it out. I don't know what happened there. And after Smith got subbed out and I saw that Schlegel was going in for him, I was like, uh-oh, we're going three on the back. We're parking that bus. 
this is not going to work. I don't have a good feeling for this game. And I was the rest of the game like this. So I think, and you said it, Luis, like it was in our, the, the game was in our hands. Ramiro Enrique had a good, um, good couple of chances that he could capitalize. I feel so bad for, for Cara that that yeah. took away. And for me, uh, Martinez sold that, that foul. I don't know because Cara is a big guy. He's smaller. So I don't know if he got elbowed. And the VAR is not for that. Like after how many yards? 40, 60 yards after? That foul he got backed. So, I mean, Orlando did this by themselves. It could have got worse. We got lucky because Philly was going to score again in the extra time. So, I take the, the point, whatever, we move forward. But those are the takes to from my my game on, on yesterday game. So I, I have a feeling that um, some of after watching the game and then I'll, I'll pass the, the, the mic to John um, that it was just a lack of pressing, defensive pressing uh, that allowed those two goals. I feel like in the first one was Mauricio Pereira in a way. He, you know, the union was just putting like a lot of crosses through. And we, Orlando allowed for those crosses to happen. And uh, I think we, I think the, the, the boys need to be in sync and, and not allow that to happen because the union has the players to do this, those type of goals and, and do those type of plays. Um, Dagger Dan also, and in Banangulo, I think when Dagger Dan came in, then it was also, I mean, I, I would assume that he was going to go and just be that. You know, um, you know, Jeep four wheeler, you know, run through you type of player. And it seemed that he turned over the ball a little bit. Uh, there wasn't a lot of uh, defensive pressing. And Ivan Angulo, he was going all out attack. He wasn't really looking back or, or retreating and, and helping out his 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 teammate to to maybe, you know, defend a little bit. So I think um, putting any pressure on 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 Philly really it really bit us in the butt to be honest with you um i, I don't know what are your thoughts regarding that john um that's some of the things i re I, I realized after i watched the game for a second time uh but you know we had it we had it yeah i mean you guys you guys nailed it that's 100 the way i saw it too i was actually really late to this game so i didn't get to see the duncan mcguire goal so i was like walking up to the stadium and i heard like this big roar of sound i was like no I missed something and I was like, what happened? So I saw it on the <laughs> replay and I was like, damn, that's a that's a good goal by uh the guy that I've been you know preaching about all week on Twitter and just how awesome he is. I wanna um give a shout out to Cleon, who is uh, our stat guy. I kind of cheated on you guys a little bit last night. I went on um Den After Dark to talk with those guys on their uh pod they have. And Cleon was pulling up some stats about um Duncan McGuire and just how awesome he is. So he tweeted the other day about the fact that he leads MLS in goals and assists per 90 and officially leads in shots on target percentage and um, goals per shot. So the guy is just breaking records. He's got like one of the best XGs, I think the best XG in the league. And he wasn't really registering on a lot of these per 90s because he wasn't getting enough minutes. But now he's like reached enough minutes where you can compare his stats to some of the other guys in the league and he's He's head of Dennis Boanga. So, like, 
for me, that says everything you need to know about Duncan McGuire and how good he is at producing for us right now. So that was a real highlight. I mean, even when he doesn't mean to score goals, he scores goals. Like I really, I felt bad for um, Ojeda because when that ball comes across and it touches Duncan, even Duncan's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to take it. Um, but it wasn't Ojeda's goal. It was, it was Duncan's goal. So again, great play from him. I think in terms of what we did, I agree. I think the three at the back that Oscar goes to, I just, it, it, it's not so much that we go defensive that early. Like I get, you've got two, you're two nil up and that's Oscar's then wants to, you know, shut down the game, you know, park the bus. But for me, the, um, the three center backs just doesn't work. Like it misaligns Antonio Carlos and Jansen. Like it offsets them from who they're marking and Schlegel. Exactly. You know, having another center back doesn't actually help, in my opinion. Like so, and if you look at the goals, like you were saying, Louise, the the goals are coming from midfield, but there's not enough people pressing. So he took like exactly. Felipe out. You know, who was actually having a much better game, I gotta say, than last. You know, than against uh, the Revs. So I think he heard you, John. That. I, I think he might have. You feel sorry about it. I don't think it's my criticism. I think Oscar was probably critical <laughs> of him after that. But, um, you know, and we took Kyle Smith out. That was the one that I really didn't understand. Like, Kyle was having such a good game. He didn't play he, the game before, was... so he's fresh. So I was like, why are you taking Kyle Smith out and putting Angulo at right wing back? Uh, yeah. I just didn't so, understand that at all. So, I was. So Oh, go, go ahead, Lisa. I'm sorry. No, 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 go ahead, Paula. Go ahead, go ahead. So when I saw Schlegel coming out of the bench, I was like, oh, so probably is Jansen coming out so we can rest him and for, for Saturday. When I saw Smith coming out, I'm like, what are you, what are you doing? Because he's having a phenomenal game. He's rested. He didn't play last weekend. So what are you doing? I was like, what are you doing, dude? We're going to park the bus. I don't like this. So oh, when I saw oh. Schlegel, I was like, oh, let's hope it's like I was hoping Jansen was coming off. I was like, let's go <laughs> center back for center See? back because right. I don't want to do three center backs. And look, look exactly what happened. I think because I, I understand you want to shut the game down. I get that. But the three center backs just doesn't work. So it just throws everything off. And then we don't actually we, we go too far back where we're not got guys high enough up the field to win the ball back further forward and we invite them into the game. And exactly. I think that's what you were talking about, Luis. And that that's yeah, why and, they and, got two goals back because we allowed yeah. them to do that. Yeah, I mean, and, and not only that, like I, I feel like, you know, if I mean Kyle, how important Kyle's been for Orlando City this season. Like I think more than any other season. I think without Kyle Smith, Orlando can seems like he can, they, we cannot win a game. So um, you know, when you take him out, what happens is the whole the whole lineup changes, and it opens up spaces because some of the players are already kind of tired. Uh, Mauricio, for example, and so they're not really with that same intensity. Tired. Yeah, you, 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 you start, you know, when you should have maybe seen you need another big dog that helped uh, Araujo, uh, or, or maybe because that's what Kyle would do, you know, on that flank, Kyle will help out uh, marking anybody that's coming through that flank. 
uh, and and he would you know make the center backs job a little bit easier because they can focus on doing their job so uh even though Kyle may not be the best um you know speedster uh he is a very good tactical player that can definitely help it to defend and i think uh when we took that out the whole pie just flopped and uh it made our mids now, oh, shit, like, it's minute 70. I got to really, like, run now? Oh, come on, man. You know, it's not like maybe that was the, the you know, what they were thinking, but it kind of, that's what I, I could feel because it's like kind of like a, like a, like a bolt, right? When you, when you're tightening a, a, up a bolt, like, you, you, you kind of, it's started becoming a little loose there. And uh, then the Philly, you don't want to give those type of spaces to Philly. And then why, 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 why was a couple of things that we're doing the whole game? Set pieces, shots from distance. They they got a goal from shots from distance, and uh, pissing off. Sorry for this word, but pissing off our mid. And then the referee playing them with yellow cards. What's the Bro, first thing that happened? So dirty in this game. Yeah, Flock like, was dirty. Martinez was super dirty. Mbeso was despicable, and and the ref like first they chance. fouled Mason. And yeah, didn't get like, a yellow for that. It was completely yeah, unnecessary Mason got a challenge. Yellow for that. Uh, Rodrigo came in first thing, first touch of the game, yellow card. Now. That was on Rodrigo, I have to say. That was a, that was a stupid, you know, collision. But again, that kind of already conditioned, and that kind of gave Philly. Oh, okay. So if we if we level up the intensity, these guys are gonna start losing up the, you know, they're gonna lo- start losing it up, and then we we can gonna take advantage. And then when you have a coach like Curtin, too. I mean, uh, that's what that's exactly. I mean, it worked perfectly for them. I, I think that, you know, looking it back, I think Orla- Orlando lost lost that game in a way, um, gave it away, and and Philly was able to capitalize on the chances they had. Like, look at, but but just I just want to stay and, and just say this, um, you know, I had a family emergency. I couldn't make it to the to the game. Um, I want to apologize to communications, but I couldn't make it. Um. But I, I was able to watch this game um, at my parents' house, and uh, you know I was with my with my daughter and, and and my wife, and I saw this right here. Look at that man! That was incredible. That was incredible, incredible, incredible. Like uh, I said, the Cara way the I mean, and Glasnost is a top goal. center back in the league. Glasnost is a top center back in the league, and he just kind of like owned his. Sorry, on his ass, like completely, you know, and such like, I'm telling you, like relaxed and poised and just with such, you know, danger, you know, and, and he's so confident with himself. I, I love that attitude from him. You know what I mean? He look, he's, he even did a Brazilian dance. Let's see. Look, look at Paula smiling. Look at that. Look at that. He could, he, he could dance bachata. <laughs> <laughs> with right. Rafa Santos, he's like, "Hey, bro, yeah, I got the moves. Check me out. I can do it." Hey, hey, hey. Yeah, and then my, and then uh, Cesar Araujo has been t- tremendous, and then Angulo, he was great. Uh, I will say, um, look at that. 
They give that goal to Ojeda. First they give it to Duncan and then they reverse it to Ojeda. I mean, I think the rule is if it's going on target mm -hmm. and it would have gone in, then it still goes to the guy who first took the shot, right? Something like that. Um, But they asked both and and, uh, Duncan was like... See, that's how they were playing. You see see how, uh, how dirty they were playing? Yeah. Look right here. Look, look, look. Like, was that necessary? No. That was uh was that flock? Yeah, that was That's flock. flock. Yeah, was that necessary? That's not That's what I'm saying, right? So and imagine and he had like maybe five of those throughout the whole game. I will be tired too if I'm Mauricio Pereira. You know I what thought I mean? that so he th- was gonna get subbed at some point, and he didn't because of yeah, the game like, on, on why, Saturday. Why do we have two midfielders on the whole time? And one of them is Mauricio. Right. Like, why? That's I mean, and, and and look, this is not to knock Mauricio out. I mean, he he is a good a good player. He's a, he's the captain of the team, but you're playing against a top contender in the East, uh, and you gotta put the game away. And we needed more newfounded pressure like on, on on this mid like i feel like even if let's say you would have put shak mohammed in there he would have probably excelled because he was fresh young player full of energy you I know mean, what i mean really when we were two up would be the perfect time to take off Pereira and bring on Juninho and go correct you there know you go, go go felipe Juninho and araujo and just lock it down in the d mid or even bring dagger on you know, like we were saying, go to that four three three, right? Like, why? I mean, at this point, at one point in this game, we were playing two strikers, and I was, I was literally amazed. I was like, wait, hold on, and we actually have two strikers on the field when we had three center backs on. But and I don't really want to do that in that scenario. I'd rather have more midfielders control the game than have defenders and strikers, right? Like we gave away the midfield by taking out our midfielders, in my opinion. I know he. I know the reason why maybe Mauricio played the that whole ninety is because of he puts balls like this. Look, so he has that vision to find that striker, right? But I mean, honestly, like I feel like yes, he does have that ability. He can maybe do that for seventy minutes, but bro, like you know, when it's time when you're playing, like if we were playing DC or maybe I mean, not not to knock them down, in Colorado. You know what I mean? I'll probably understand. Okay, a full ninety from from Mauricio. That's you know that's great. You know, but against like Philly, Seattle, especially Seattle, he's gonna face Joao Paulo. He ain't he ain't no no scrub. We're looking about another Carlos Hill performance probably. So, um, you know, that's when you need to know. Hey, you know, am I making that change? Am I am I gonna hunker down or what am I gonna do? And, uh, and I want to also give a lot of praise to Rafael Santos. I think he had a fantastic game today. Uh, well, uh, last night. And, uh, I mean, talk about, look at that. You know, like, he's going to get a couple of those, I feel, you know, uh, with, with Duncan, hopefully. And um, then Kara was subbed in, right? And that one was an amazing save by Joe Bendick. Like, that one was going to go in. You know, uh, Joe Bendick played a good game too. Uh, Mason, I think, played a good game. Um, what about at- when Mauricio was running open clear? In I was the gonna talk about that. The I was gonna, in the counter attack, 
Yeah, he was like it. all free, and I was like, "Oh my God, Mauricio, shoot the ball! You're all free. Yeah. You have the red carpet all for you." And then, oh, let me let me pass it to Ojeda in the left. I'm like, "What are you doing? Can like, do what that. are you doing?" It was like lined up perfectly for a right foot curler in the top bins, and he was just like, "I'm nah, telling you, I'm not, I, I don't want to do that." The red carpet and everything in front you, of Bendik. You imagine what it what a what a second goal at that time would have meant for Orlando. The entire stadium was like, shoot, man, shoot. Yeah. He was just like, nah, casual pass. Like he only knows how to 10. That was my joke. I was like, he doesn't oh, yeah. he doesn't know how to hit the ball like that. Yeah, so so I mean a, a lot of chances, a lot of of opportunities that, that that were wasted, but you know, again, a draw. I'm not, you know, with. I mean, look, with the win, we look like in puppy we trust, right? We looked in puppy we trust. We looked puppy in, right? We were fifth, fifth, fifth. In with those East. two goals, yeah, with those two goals, yeah, I we were fifth. And then I was like, ooh, that fifth place. Uh, uh, you like, know, fifth. I was about to do the, I was about to watch it whip and, and then, you know what I mean? I thought that you were going to do the Maguire and Santos Right, dance. right. And, yeah, right. But then with, with the tie, we remain seventh. Still above playoff, but we still remain seventh now. Um, you know, it, it was a little bit of a of a Debbie Downer, I must say, because I, I was think, very excited I to the real bummer was the fact that they called that goal back, which you know was <laughs> I mean like I said, he the ref when it first happened, the challenge is like right there staring at Car Martinez. He doesn't call it in right. live play. So why then do we feel the need to go back and look at something that he saw very clearly? Like if the ref misses something entirely then that's one thing but he saw it when it happened first time and didn't call it a foul but then because the philly players complained could we scored and martinez is rolling around on the ground he like feels the need to you know i don't know whether it's the fourth official or what drove them to look at that again but it's so far as well from the actual goal that it's like is that really did that really affect the goal they had plenty of time to make a challenge on car during that run so can you really say that that elbow that kind of hit the guy in the face was so decisive in the run up to that goal? There was like a no, good, it was, it a was good 50 decisive. yards where they could. Jack Glesnas, by the way, fouls Kara right yeah. before he takes a shot. So, you know, Look, that's um, another foul. Like, well, does this not even out? Like, what's the deal here, ref? And I think because- for that to happen and then for that, freaking worldy of a goal like when he hit it i was like oh god that's going in and the combo of the two things happening so late in the game just was like a one-two gut punch yeah he did he did i mean he he did a messianic goal almost you know what i mean he 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 skipped past absolute galasso i mean he spanked it on the half volley and it's such a nice curler and i he's one of those when you hit it like i said you're just like damn that's so sweet that's going in yeah so um you know, post-game interview with Oscar Pareja and and and, and Martin Ojeda and Duncan McGuire. Let's be some of the, listen to some of the comments of El Profe. I wanted to start with your opening thoughts on tonight's game. Um, well, first, 
First, uh, yeah. uh, uh, the effort of the players today after um, what we have to get through the week it, it has been phenomenal. It was obvious that uh, during the game we were losing uh, energy, but, but the boys had the personality to overcome and, and trying to match uh, a, a good team and then even put the game uh, the way we, we, we had it. Uh, the frustration that I have and, 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 and probably everybody with uh, the decision is incredible. But I'd rather just control uh, my words and get worried about just getting the things that we need to control better uh, and concentrate on those key moments that they're hurting us and on on our ways on our games here at home. It's it's, it's painful, but we we're going. We're we keep going. We have a quick turnaround against uh, Seattle, and our boys need to recover. The boys that are coming from a national team will join us too, and. Uh, but for the players, nothing but my respect for that effort tonight. Well, Austin and Michael. And then we'll go for what Duncan said real quick here. I got to say, we, we look looked really rest, did good. You, did, did it hit off of you for the second goal? Uh, no, you just said that. I'm not going to take away that goal from Ojeda. Fair enough. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> um, okay, going back to your first goal then. Um, early start for you. What if you could just kind of walk me through what you saw on that play? Uh, great ball from Mojeda. Uh, took a poor touch, but then I saw the defender coming across really hard, so I thought if I could you know, slide, he would maybe fall over and I could get up and worked out perfectly, I guess, so I'll, I'll take it. What's the feeling right now? You had one, potentially two goals, but Timo only came away with one point tonight. Um, it's definitely you know, a little bit hard. Um, you know, at the end of the day, we have, to, we have to do what we can to get three points, and and it's you know maybe tonight was not night, and you know unbelievable goal from Philadelphia, and how much you can do about that, but I think we could you know as a whole group you know maybe do a little bit more to take three points at home. There you go. Um, I mean, level-headed guy, man. I mean, so cool, calm, and collective. You know, I, I'm I'm saying I'm saying this. Uh, to me, I think we found our starter at the moment. I think we found. I think we found our starter. I think against Seattle, we're gonna need him to be on point, and I think he has the confidence. And that that's what I was saying before. You know, he comes from from ex- excelling in college uh, soccer and uh, winning a the an Holland award of the Hotland man. Yeah. Never forget. Winning an award and he comes an all time high. Would you say, John? And I'll I'll ask the same question to Paola. Would you say he's the steal of the draft? Um, I would say that we are extremely good at picking a yeah. drafty striker. I don't know what it is. We've done it with Laren. We've done it with DK. Uh, but we were looking at the, at the numbers for them versus him, and he's he's way ahead of where they were. Like, I don't think anybody has hit the ground this hard, you know, and gone come into the league and done this well as a rookie in the history of MLS, potentially. I mean, as a striker, there might be other positions 
But as a striker, he might be one of the best rookies. Like he's on track, perhaps, to be the best rookie striker of all time in MLS, I would say. You'd have to look mm -hmm. at the stats on that, but he's insane. And the like I said, the numbers for him are so good. And I think it's you can't argue anymore the case of Kara because, you know, yeah, he had a good run in this game. Like, and he he looked a little bit more like he wanted to try and make an effort and and really, you know, fight for his position back, right? So, but Duncan's just not stopped scoring. So there's no way, there's absolutely no way that you can drop him, in my opinion. Yeah, and uh, what about you, Paul? I mean, I, I feel like Duncan, he such a level-headed guy. Uh, he, I feel like he's so humble, too. He doesn't believe it. So he goes game by game. He doesn't eat his own, you know what I mean? I don't want to say a bad word. He doesn't eat his own stuff. He doesn't believe. He goes game by game, and eventually things he will come. He eats goals, though, bro. That's what he right. eats He goals. eats goals, but I'm telling you, like, what, what are your impressions from, from Duncan? No, and you said it. I think we hit the lottery, and nobody saw him coming like this. And he could be the rookie of the year, probably, like, in MLS. And hopefully – and I think we – we, we're like the bad ones in MLS and nobody like MLS doesn't mention us, but I think we have, we're the Kings of the draft. Let's be honest. We always have good draftees. And I, to be honest, I didn't saw Duncan coming as a good, I, I, I thought that it was going to be uh, Mohammed is the, the one I think that the first pick that we did. I think that he was the one that he was going to be um, with the first team, but it was Duncan. Duncan was the one who is, has been starting. He has been always optimistic and running around, and, and you can see his hunger in the in the court. So um, I'm super positive that probably next, next year, Europe could be scouting him. I'm not even shocked about that. And we're going to be like, cocky about it oh that's from orlando city so i'm super happy fantastic uh let's read some comments uh tall and coca says anyone else would start doug or dan over thor over felipe i think uh john has the answer for that you know john i need to come after after your you answer this question i need to tell you something but go answer this question. I mean, a hundred percent, Dagadan. He's the man. Yeah, he's he's the boy. There was a moment in the game, and I almost completely lost it when Duncan McGuire broke up the field, and he was like making a run, and Dagger was also running up the field, and he was in the box, and Duncan almost passed the ball to Dagger. And I was like, imagine, imagine if there was a Duncan assist or a Dagger goal, I would, I would have gone insane. I was standing next to Kay at the time, and she was like, you really like Dagger, don't you? I'm like, I absolutely <laughs> love me some Dagger Dan. I don't know what it is. I have this thing about, like, obscure players mm -hmm. and just players. I'm just like, you know, we picked up this guy from Iceland who could play any position. That's, like, crazy and weird but awesome at the same time. So, I don't know. He, you know, he hasn't been an incredible player for us, like, but I think he's more of an attacking midfielder, and you saw it moments in this game when – Oscar put him on. He was like, you know, playing the Mauricio role more than he was the Arujo role. So I think we should be bringing off, oh, you know, Mauricio every every game at like the 50, 60th minute and bringing on Dagger down to play the central attacking midfield role for the rest of the game. That's 
That's what I think. If he's not going to start, bring him on to replace Mauricio. So I have an observation about Dagger Dan, and you will probably kill me, John, because you love that boy. So... Um, I mean, I don't think he's the best ever. I just irrationally <laughs> no, love Dagger you're Dan. Changing it doesn't stuff. make, don't it doesn't change make sense. Rationale. I just love him. Don't change your rationale, John. No, so it was like three times. I don't know why he was he he had the ball. He had Angulo in front of him and Ojeda in front of him, and he went backwards. I'm like, dude, what are you doing? And even um um, it was Basan, Fabian Basan, he, and he was like, <laughs> like giving him like signals, like, what are you doing? Just pass the ball in front. And then, um, and I don't know, it's because he needs more time in, in the field to build his confidence. And I'm like, I'm not going to be hard on that on dagger because he has been not a lot of minutes with the team. Right. And I'm like, I need to talk to John about his boy because he's going backwards instead of going um, up the field and passing the ball up, not going backwards. And we were in this and we were tied at that point and we were trying to, you know, score that goal to go up. And I was like, come on, Dagger, this is your moment to shine. But I, I, I understand the point of not playing a lot, trying to build that confidence back in the in the pitch and. That was my observation, John. I don't know if you noticed, but he yeah, did it like three times. But I then did, he I fixed he, he fixed it, though. He fixed a couple of moments when he went, instead of uh, right. going left, he went to the middle and fixed a couple of um, chances when he passed it to Ramiro and then blah, blah, blah. But I was like, I need to tell this to John. It was I, in my chest. I also so, noticed there you go. one moment where he was completely free and open up the field, like almost in the striker position. And Ojeda like broke free up the field and Ojeda didn't pass it to him either. So I don't know. Maybe they don't, you know, have that relationship with Dagger yet, right? Like Because I, he I has think, not been, you know Yeah, he hasn't played that much. And also mm -hmm. I think because like I think him being such a versatile player is actually a disadvantage for him because Oscar uses him wherever he wants. Like, he's an Angulo in that way, where he's just like, ah, yeah. throw Dagger down up here or there, or we've seen him on the wings, we've seen him in defensive midfield, we've seen him in attacking midfield. So I think sometimes he suffers from being a little bit of a filler player, you know? <laughs> and also Oscar, just like like you said it last, like on uh, Monday, Paula, like maybe Oscar just doesn't really, you know, see and, him that way it, yet, it, it, but... Yeah, and it made me doubt. I'm like, oh, yeah. maybe this is why Oscar doesn't um, give him a lot of minutes. Here's the thing. Dagger Dan has not done anything incredible for Orlando City yet. I fully admit that. I'm just excited mm -hmm. by the prospect of Dagger Dan mm -hmm. being awesome for us because he seems – you know what I do like about him? He works very hard. I don't ever see him not running, not – like I always see him putting in 100%. I think you're totally right. Sometimes his decision making in those midfield, like he right. he went, he should he's going backwards or but maybe he's still learning MLS, you know. Maybe yeah, I think yeah, there's absolutely. so there's so many questions around Dagger Dan. Like where should he play? How good could he actually be? Right. I I get excited by the prospect of him becoming a top player for us. But if he doesn't get any minutes, how he will do big things for Orlando. I mean, so, 100%. I'll cry, you know. Well, I mean, <laughs> you have, really you have, sad. You have, you have League's Cup. You have, you know. Exactly. Yeah, got, so those moments will, will come, but I needed to get that out of my chest. 
and say that hey, to you, John. <laughs> I, I, I fully know my love of Tiger Dad is slightly irrational, but you know, it's, it is what it is. The love right. of Duncan, though, that is fully justified. 100%. Oh no, no, Duncan there's has no, won our you know, hearts one hundred percent. Yeah, like... I mean, there's, I mean, I was, I was always about him from the start, but he's, he's won everybody over. And by the way, we picked him sixth overall in the draft. No, no, I mean, I feel like I feel Dagradan uh, needs has a. Um... Has a long way to to climb. I think he should get some more minutes. I think he's a very tactical player. He could be used in different positions. And uh, for a game against Seattle Sounders, we're going to need the best version of every single player on the pitch, um, including Dagger Dan, in my opinion. But Felipe was better, so I, I'm I'm fine with him coming back in. You know, he does. He was doing the defensive work well this game, and he was also yeah. like running the midfield a little bit. I don't know if you guys saw that, but he was being quite vocal, and he was like directing yeah. the, the, the troops like he should do. He's a veteran, you know? That's right. Um, Duncan McGuire scored his sixth goal of, of the campaign. He's in sole possession of the scoring title for Orlando City right now. Martino Heda netted his fourth goal of the year and his sixth assist. Uh, Ivan Angulo recording his second assist. Uh, and Cesar Araujo registered his third assist of the year. And, uh, you know, Gaston Gonzalez, uh, he came in. And then I think he got hurt again. He yeah. did. He did. Yeah. So that that's 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 bad. So hopefully, do, do we are we a little worried about this? I, I'm worried. I am worried. Have we potentially signed someone who's a little bit injury prone? Mm, well, I mean, before that injury he had in Union, he. He had no injuries of that matter, but the injury he had in Union was a big one. I mean, it was and we uh, signed him the day before that, right, or something? Yeah. So it, it was like, how if this is now just he's going to be always injured? How unlucky are we? Like right. to sign someone? I mean, I hope that's not the case, but maybe the, they pushed him to come back too soon. The the good probably is, is in the is in the other leg, per sources. Oh, so it's not even the same. And then, so this is three different injuries in a row, essentially. Yeah. The good thing oh, wow. is he recovers fast. But I'm like you, like you guys said, like I'm worried too. I'm like, what the heck? Um, so I don't know. Someone said he's made of glass, and I was like, that, that's a hard. We haven't seen the best. I mean, I, I've 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 been blessed to see his best in Union. When he played Copa, when he played the Argentinian league, he was one of the top scouted players in that league that year. He was a beast going down the flank, and and I don't see the same player uh, now. That's that's because of it, maybe the injuries that he had. The injury that he had was devastating, so um, it, it impacted him as a player. So he's trying to come out of that, maybe. Uh, we see him having uh, recuperating, and maybe see him on the, in the league's cup as a starter, maybe doing a little better. I think those are the type of players that we need to give. I would like to see, and I'm saying it right now: Brandon Hackenberg, freaking Juninho, uh, 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 Thomas Williams. They need to play league's cup, in my opinion. I mean, I, I mean, Orlando. Are we really gonna go for league's cup? Are we gonna feel froggy to go for league's cup? I genuinely don't want to play our top players in league just to right. get injured. Like that, I, don't, that, I don't myself have, but I, I could not give a 
flying Ex whatever exactly. about the leaks. I, I I I don't really honestly think it's um, you know. No. I have this from a different perspective, but okay. You want to win a trophy? You just love a no, trophy. No, 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 no. It's not me. I think Oscar wants the Leagues Cup, but really, yeah, he oh, lost man. U.S. Open. Cup. I, I think he should be worried about his MLS performance. MLS, right? like last year, he got 100%. like the Open Cup was like a get out of jail card for him because we were yeah. not doing well in the league. Mm -hmm. This year, you know, doing a little better, but not that much better. Let's be honest, like. You know, we haven't soared up the table with a better squad. So I think we would have with the win here. I, we, yeah, should have, would have, could have. The club will be saying to him, like, MLS is the priority, I think. Are we going to win MLS Cup this year? God, no. We, <laughs> no, we can make a run of the playoffs solidly. Uh, I mean, I and, love this club, but that, I don't. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I mean, we, we need that. We, we're still missing, I think. Uh, We've got to be like Philly, New England, Cincy yeah, level we're to missing even talk about that. Automation. I don't know exactly. if you know what I mean. So probably I, Oscar we're wants to automation. win the Lakes Cup. I don't know. So I, I mean, I, I I'm sure he does. I, I mean, we want to win everything, but I just I don't want to sacrifice yeah. players. Me neither. Me neither. And I'm if you look 100%. at the schedule, the summer is so busy. That like if something's got to give for me, it's got to be the league scope. And also, I want these OCB boys to get a chance. You know, Tolan and Coca. If we play a two striker system with Duncan and Kara, who would you take out? I will not play a two striker system. That's what I said about this last game. I was amazed uh, that we were playing two striker. I mean, we're playing I mean, five. Last, we're playing five night, defenders right? at the same time. Like I would not play. I would not play a two striker system just because the wall wants to see three goals in the net. We're never gonna see like a four four two or a four two four from Oscar. Like that for him is like suicide, and, I think. And and I, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't want to risk losing the game just because people want to see five goals in the net. I mean you gotta be I, I don't think we're we haven't built this team to be two striker team, right? right. No. Like because you know, you built if you change the whole thing and then you've got like two strikers, if you know Enrique has has he really been proven as a striker in MLS? Like you can play Duncan and Cara, sure, but if one of them gets injured, like you're gonna bring in Enrique. Like do we, we don't have another guy. I guess you bring Jack Lennon, but we've got so many midfielders and attacking midfielders that you would be sacrificing one of those to fit in a striker where we don't. You know what I mean? Yeah, like like the whole thing about Orlando is because of our market and who we are as a team too. And, and what we have as players, we got to be be level-headed and know where we are going. And uh, for, for us, we're not Inter. We're not LAFC. You know, we, we, we are on our own league. We got to think about ourselves. Um, and we, also, just like, need to, we just need to win game by game. And we need to know how to use our players better. I mean, you know, that's the whole thing. And, and having a, a, a who are our subs at what time against what rival and also our subs, our B and our A team need to know how to play together in, in automation, in sync. Like, you know, not not having Faku go like this, right? Or or Ojeda go like this, right? Like, like a holiday, like, you know what I mean? So those are the type of things that we need to definitely hone, hone a little better. But uh, I mean, I'm sure we'll get there. I mean, if we would have won this game, I know it would have, should have, could have, but if we would have won this game, we would have been fifth in the East.
Now, and when I first started um, the pod this year with you guys, I said, you know, third, fourth, and fifth, I'm Gucci with that. I'm good with third, fourth, and fifth because I know for a fact one and two will be too, too out there. Knowing my, knowing my reality. Yes, I should aim and want the best. But it's also good to know your limitations at some point. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, I think that's what a lot of people's argument is with Oscar overall, is that they only well, they see his we, ceiling as being like fourth or fifth, and you know, which is right. and, and, and which would be better is, for us than most seasons we've ever had. And I'm like, well, I think we ever finished that high in MLS, r- but still, right. I mean, some, some club, right. I mean, some clubs have it worse. Say hello, Chicago Fire. You know, uh, you know, you see what I'm saying? Uh, uh, to enter Miami, right? Spending so much money, right? They have, they have a worst. And, and, yeah, uh, but the Galaxy have five stars on their chest already. The so I think you yeah, could have a bad time like if you've got five stars. I mean, that's a time from the shootouts, right? I think the most relevant star is the last with Robbie Keane and Beckham. Yeah. I mean, they're not had a good, you know, last more recent era, but they've got, you know, more winning history than anybody else in the league. Right. So even Chicago, like they're not, yeah. they haven't been good for a while, but they've got history of being a very good team. DC, like, you know, like, yeah, yeah, like you can name all of these guys. Like for us, it's like, we've never even got to that height. And like, well, we have, know, we're a newer Batista. team, but like other teams have joined since us. And we had, we had Adrian better. Winter, man. I mean, look at Atlanta and Cincy. They've done more than we ever have, which is, you know, that's why I'm like, we need, we need a win. We need a, we need, yeah, but that's, we need to do very well in MLS at some point, and it hasn't so, happened yet. So, so uh, okay, so this is gonna sound, I don't know, maybe too, too, too out there, but um, we already have a great academy, right? I think we all can agree with that. The under 17s are going to the quarterfinals. I want to say hello to Zachary Campagnolo, everyone there. Under They're going to the semifinals. Now. Semifinals now. So imagine that. So we already have that. We already have a process. We already have a coach right now. We have a coach, right? I think we can say, you know, we're not ready to throw the towel yet, right? You know? So what, what, what do we need? I think we need to open up the wallet now a little bit more in a way. Because we need to compliment certain players. I'm not saying to get like Messi, Ronaldo, you know, uh, you know, Mendy. I'm not saying to replicate what Saudi League is doing right now, getting Hakim Ziyech, getting you know uh, Mendy. I'm not. I'm not saying that at all. I'm not saying a star-studded eleven for Orlando City. No, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, you know, compliment your your lines. Maybe get a good solid guy that's going to be able to mentor the young core you have in certain key areas you know we already have antonio carlos and robin jensen in in defense maybe get a good left back and then you maybe want to get a good number eight if maybe wilder maybe going out maybe he's not going to stay in the team then maybe get a good number eight a solid eight and then you maybe get a striker if Kara doesn't pan out, get like a proven striker. Compliment your young core with Duncan Maguire. And maybe you can play a two-striker system at that point. Uh, but Orlando is one of the league, the teams that spend less in the MLS. And that is a great thing. Don't get me wrong, because by spending so so little, 
they've been able to make it this far. US I, mean, Open Cup I think we, we've seen them spend more than ever on players. I think player salaries, we are one of the cheapest, right? But I don't really necessarily have a problem with that. I think there's one thing is, is the MLS going to open it up now that Messi's here? Like, are they going to loosen the loosen these all these rules? Me. Because there's no point in having Messi here to attract all these awesome players if nobody can <laughs> sign any players, exactly. right? So everybody's like, hoping the league is going to do that. And if they do that, hopefully we can spend with the big boys because we're funded like the big boys, right? And not we're only that. Billionaires. So there's no reason why... For them, this is a drop in the ocean compared to what they spend on the Vikings. So, yeah, hopefully they spend the, the money. Right, I agree with you. And and what has the league, uh, in a way, is waiting for? Because the Saudi league, they saw, oh, Messi signed, Messi signed with uh, Inter Miami. Okay, that cannot happen. And they're like, can that cannot happen? Okay. Sign everybody. So I started signing Mendy, Hakim Siyej, whatever they want. Blank ben check. Sema. Sign them. Ben Sema, Golden Boot. Sign everything. N'Golo Kante, which I'm very surprised. And they won Mohamed Salah from Liverpool. I mean, I, Salah, I don't know about that one. Right. But, but, but you know what I mean, very, right? very, good, but, you know. No, but they're, they're boosting. So they, they feel like by... They don't have what the MLS has, which is breeding young stars. So, they, so you know, you've never heard of a young talent coming out of the Saudi League. They don't have a Weston McKennie. They don't have a Christian Pulisic for 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 for, for f sakes, you know. And so, the MLS has a huge chance. That's what I'm saying. If they lose enough, I have a feeling that's what's going to happen. I mean, there's no way. Because they're they already over there loosening it up on purpose in their terms, right? Thinking they're going to buy it everything out, like Pinky and the Brain. They're going to dominate the world, right? The soccer world, right? And, you know, they're going to dominate the soccer world. So I think it's, it's about time. And I think Orlando doesn't need too much. I think we have a great core. We're built, not bought, right? We have a fan base. We have a great coaching staff. We have great fans. We have, you know, a beautiful stadium. We have a, we are the soccer city of Florida. That's for sure. And, and we need to, we does, I think the fans deserve that, you know, good spending a little, a little more. So to build their we, core up. we've heard from, you know, several people. And I think most likely in this window, we're, we're probably not going to go out and spend probably. money or find anybody, right? We're developing youth, which I'm all, I'm fine with that. Like I have no issue. I have no issue with that. But if it was me personally, and I want to know what you guys would do in this in this summer window. But if you had, if you were Luis Muzi and you had the control, what changes would you do? I want. I mean, I'll tell you what I would do. But I want to know what you guys would do first. Uh, you go, um, Paula. Paula. Yeah, tell us what would you. Uh, I mean, like no, you know, obviously we. We're all fans, but like you, you know, you can sell a player if you don't like a player. That's okay. Um, I will go for a left back. Let me call Jordi Alba. He's a free agent right now. There you go. <laughs> um, and this no. is where the, the lobby, the, the Disney back. lobby, can't help. He's out. a left back, so 
Well, a DP left back is what I say. You'd have to be a DP. Nah, you can put Tom Tam there. You can throw uh, Tam at Jordi Alba until he's happy. <laughs> uh, that's how. Um, who's this little guy? Pooey, uh, Pooch, whatever. Um, he got into Ricky movie. Pooch. Ricky Pooch. He got it's like stealing, a Tam it's stealing deal. From, it's stealing from LA. <laughs> And then he's a young designated player now. This year. Yeah. EPs are we're like, gonna, like Araujo. Uh-huh. So we're anyway. going gonna to avenge, avenge the Shaq and the Dwight Howard move to the Lakers. We're going to avenge it with, with Ricky Pooch. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, I mean, a 10. A cam. Pereira needs help. In that in that um position, um, like a a mix of Carles Hill, something like that, but younger. Um, we need I, I we need a, a player that puts that ball into the net in those free kicks. Um, I don't know that that type of player. Faku can can do the left wing, and we we have the like we have players, but. Those little pieces that are missing into the puzzle, I think it's the 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 cam and that left back because Holiday Smith can do that right back. So that's that's my those those are my two right there. See, like a few months ago, I would be all over the left back shot. Like we were saying we need a left back because Santos was just not looking up the stretch, and he's he's been doing a lot better recently. So I'm become a bit more comfortable with our left back situation. So I agree with you. I think a ten, but I, I would I would go hard, and I would actually I would sell Cara, free up his DP sp- slot, mm. free up the international slot, and then I would go out and find myself uh, a Carlos Gill type to run the whole system around so we don't have to rely on Mauricio and Torres to do that. And I think that would complete us in a lot of ways. I think we're really missing that, that linchpin in the middle of Oscar's system. I mean, look, Faku went away to Uruguay. Who's going to replace him when he, he goes away Mauricio, right? But who's going to compliment Mauricio? But so I mean, Faku's not even playing the 10, right? Like he was literally just playing it when, exactly, when Mauricio exactly. was injured. That, that was mm-hmm. it. It was Mauricio who came back from injury and he went back on the way. Exactly, yeah. Yo, we need a, we need a, a, a Carlos Hill type player. That's for sure. Um, but the good news is uh, I, I would say also a, a left back, you know, because um, a defensive player, somebody could play center back and left back or right back somebody that like for example alexander collins i'd also think we could go after like an almada type also right i can never remember which one it is Uh, you know like i'd love a 10 that could be the playmaker but we can also score a goal you know and and i and i believe orlando should go for for that and and you know honestly i don't think they're going to sign anyone relevant this season uh I feel let's like, you know let's promote juninho up like let's yeah, let's I, actively I think, promote two or three yeah. guys and not yeah. just call them up for one game like put them in right. the first team permanently. right yeah. uh pr- you know prove them prove them uh, alex freeman i think he'd be great uh, a great sub yeah. uh i mean i'm not know, against uh, jack lynn juninho, juninho play very well like i mean even you know if you really want to feel froggy i mean maybe jack lynn play league's cup too 
You know what I mean? Uh, he's been killing it with 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 OCB. Um, so, but the good news is that the 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 source that we had about Ivan Angula was completely right. Orlando City officially extended Ivan Angula's loan through the end of 2023 MLS season. Uh, they're going to sign him back. Um, I'm sure that they're going to work on extending him. That's the thing. I, I was hoping it was going to be a permanent deal. I mean, it's great to keep him, obviously, but I'm worried the better he gets that um, Palm is it Palmer? They want him back. Yeah, yeah they might suddenly be like, actually, we want him. Like, I'm hoping that this is just a, a loan extension long. because next season we're gonna we're gonna sign him in the off season for 2024, right? Hopefully, right. I have a feeling that that's what's gonna be now, unless also you have to understand, you know, there may be some players that they may be parting ways with, and I have a feeling Angulo won't be one of them. Uh, I have a feeling that maybe we, other players that we're that they're already playing in the in the in the team are going to be told that they're probably not going to continue after the season's over. But um, I don't think Angulo is going to be that that player. I think he's been intricate in this season for Orlando City. I think he's been uh, a key player. Uh, I'm happy that he's staying. Uh, I'm happy that he's staying through the end of the 2023 MLS season. Palmeiras has has, has no space for him. Uh, even if they, if they want want him. They're so, how do you say? They're so prideful. Oh, an MLS guy coming here and stealing my my mojo, my mojo Jojo. No, no way. You know what I mean? Like they're very like that over there. Um, and I, I, I'm really happy about that. And 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 I think that's the first step, right? Uh, Ivan Angulo staying. I think it's it's a great move. Um, and you know, on the other hand, we're gonna be facing a tough competition coming up. Um, which is going to be Seattle Sounders. And I want you guys to see the goal that uh, Polish uh, International um, scored. Uh, I forgot his name. I think it was um, – hold on. Let me f find out. I had his name up right now. Uh, Polish International. He's from the one of the – Mateusz Bogus. I know I'm probably butchering his name. Right. He came from, I think, I want to yeah. say Leeds, he, yeah, Academy or somewhere. Yeah. He's been he's been like a, a around the Leeds youth system for a long time, and they I always rated him as a potentially very good um, midfielder. So when they signed him, I was like, oh, that that could be a great one, and he's starting <laughs> to show it. It was uh it was a ball that he drived in uh past know how uh past the, the the defense and just shot it from distance and I'm telling you if you're gonna play the L the the Sounders uh passing the ball around possession style you're gonna lose uh you gotta take advantage of your set pieces you gotta take advantage of shots from distance that's how LAFC was able to get the win in this game um. I don't, I'm not quite sure if if Raul Ruiz Diaz is going to be playing this game. Uh, for for my understanding, his father passed away, so our, our condolences with uh, Raul's uh, Ruiz Diaz's dad. He um, his his dad passed away unfortunately, uh, and so he played this game and then he flew to Peru. He flew to Peru, um, so I don't know if he'll be back by. Um, I don't know if he'll be back by the game, but. Um, Here's right here. You know, Rodriguez's dad died June 20th. Uh, despite that, the Peruvian 
was present in the Seattle Sounders LAFC game that was played uh, yesterday on the 21st. And then he flew to reunite with his family to say goodbye to him, right? So uh, our condolences with Raul Rudias for sure, a uh, phenomenal striker. If he's missed, though, um, we're going to get um, the Colombian guy. Ah, uh, man. Uh, what's his name? Uh, the historic Freddy Montero. We could get Freddy Montero, or we could get uh, somebody that we've already uh, faced, Heber, from N former NYCFC oh, striker. Heber. 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 Yeah. <laughs> well, that, that's, that's how he is. La France. Heber. Oh. Heber. Heber. You know, like Thierry Henry. Heber. Oh, Heber. Yeah, so we may get uh, Heber. See, I can pronounce some names correctly. Yeah, for sure. But so you know, oh my, my last well, my my maid, um, not my maiden name, my 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 marriage last name. Then, anyways, continue, Louis. Sorry. Wait, what's no, your? No, go I ahead, don't go know. Villeneuve. What? Oh. Say this again. Villeneuve. V i l l e n e. Villeneuve. Is that French? It is. Villeneuve. Uh, there you go. You can Beautiful. say it correctly. So, yeah. so what is the? The common denominator with Seattle Sounders and a lot of the games that they've lost or they've gotten a draw is you play the counter, which Orlando knows how to do well, you know, uh, be solid in the back. They also have a very good um, left back and right back duo. I mean, you're talking about uh, um, Tolo know-how and also... Um, you know, you have um, Baker. Nolo, Nolo um, know how plays for Cameroon, right? For the national team for Cameroon. He's a starter there. And uh, so they're going to have uh, – it's, it's, it's a good team. That's what I'm trying to say. So when you play a team like this, you, you catch them. Um, we could have a similar game like Philly, I, I feel. Uh, surprise them. Surprise them. But – in this case, guys, you, we have to capitalize on the chances that we create. You can't just let it go like that. Go ahead, John. I think you wanted to talk. Yeah, I was just going to say that, you know, they're actually not they're not that hot at the moment, though. Like, we're actually in better form than them, even though they're third in the West. I think, I think to be honest, I don't think the West is as tough as the East. I think the East has got, like, some, some stronger teams. But anyway, talking about Seattle, they lost – you know, to San Jose, then they drew to Portland, then they drew 3 3 um, um, against Charlotte. So they let Charlotte score three goals on them, and then they just lost again. So we're actually in better form than them at the moment, uh, and especially away form. We're, you know, we're top of East and West on away form, right? Like we're, you know, well, we're actually second behind Rail Salt Lake, but we're very, very good on the, on the road. And so I think, like you said, this is set up for another great counter-attacking game from us. Like that's why we need Duncan in there because he's a you know integral part of that counter-attack. The only thing that sucks is that they play on turf. So if we get a wet rain situation like New England, where the ball just won't move very quickly, then that kind of hinders our speed on the counterattack. Our luck, right? Our luck. I mean, like, oh, why? Like, it's, again, you know, this is why teams shouldn't be allowed to play in 
on turf, in my opinion. There should be. I mean, and I'll be honest with you, those little things may change because a player just got to the league. Yeah, like I said if, last week, if Messi I'm 20, ain't going if, to Lumen Field to play on the turf. If I if I am Professor Garber, I'll be taking notes right now, making a list, a checklist. Turf, no el, more. El Profe Garber. El, el, el Profe Garber. Take it but out. But they have to ch- – well, I don't know about the sound. No, he, he needs to going. be a law. He needs to be enforced. No, no, Can't but play- if, if FIFA 2026, if they're going to play in a tur- – they cannot play in turf. No, like Atlanta, no, they need be... to change it to grass, right? right? Oh, 100%. No yeah. way the World Cup would allow that. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. Like, why the league cannot change it to grass? Like, it's ridiculous. Because MLS. We're different, guys. Like, why do we have Tam and Gam and all this other stuff that no yeah. one else has? Why, why do we have to play during the international break? Yes, it's because the league... They try and take some of the other elements from other American sports and they put that into (laughs) the league. But really all they need to do is like, just go copy the way the Premier League does it. Go copy the way La Liga does it. There's a formula of how to run a soccer league. You don't have to figure it. Like I understand when the league first started, they were very worried about it folding, right? Because of the history of what happened with other leagues in the past in America, not being able to be substantial. So they put a lot of rules in place like the profit sharing and everything that the way they do the whole franchise system, you're not team owned, you're league owned. So everything's league owned. Right. And then there's all these complicated rules that come with that. But then there's other stuff that they could just simply solve, like forcing teams to, you know, not be able to play. Like why is New York allowed to still play on a baseball field? That, that to me is egregious. But and then anyway, Orlando I, needed to really upset. build their own stadium in order to be in MLS. That yeah, I mean that's the thing. They just life. they just changed the rule. Like, why yeah. is Seattle been in the league? How long have Seattle been in the league? And they're just quite happy to let them continually play, play on turf. Stadium. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, hey, you're a massive team in the league. You've won it. You've won, you know, the Champions League. How about you build yourself a stadium, huh? How about yeah. I know you're owned also by the Seahawks I get that and like that's what it all comes down to like NYCFC are owned by the Yankees so when they signed up the Yankees the, the people who are in the Yankees were like yeah we're not going to move out of our own stadium you know so they just yeah anyway, at their I, convenience but anyway. yeah right I just think if the league wants to be taken more seriously they should they should do something like on a global scale they should they should fix these obvious and silly things well Let's see if Luis is right because La Pulga is coming and they're going to change all of this little turf. And if it's co- if they're going to change it, I'm going to be pissed. No, well, Messi's just not going to go. Messi, like, that's Messi, it. He's Messi, just not going to go. Yeah, I mean, you have to understand, Messi is the Pelé of this generation. I know, so yeah. If, if, so I'm, I'm sorry – the rules, I mean, you're talking about MLS had stupid rules. I, I'll be honest, I don't want to talk bad about it. I mean, the shootout, and that makes the country look like crap. I'm sorry. The whole shootout in 94. Oh, the penalties? to do a shootout. You no, know, the shoot, it was a shootout. It was like you you run, and, and then you're like, go 1v1 the- against the keeper, right? <laughs> the, soccer is so simple. You don't have to make it different. But because it was stuck the Americanization making, yeah. of an international right. sport. That's we, exactly, we cannot, that's exactly we what cannot, it is. We cannot Americanize an international sport. I mean, you Just can, like, and they have. 
<laughs> yeah. And like, for example, it was all great with Formula One. Why would we need NASCAR? Well, I mean, look at F1, right? Like there, obviously, <laughs> when, we, when we get the tracks here, right? It wasn't like, hey, let's do the American version of F, F1 races. It was just like, <laughs> no, we're just going to do an F1 race because it's, it's, it's managed by a global organization, well, right? I, I, That's I'm the just difference. Saying, I, I, I'm just saying not to, not to mock or nothing, but I'm just saying it's like, it's so simple. I mean, those, those, those little things, those little changes are going to make yeah. the league look so much better Along around the world improving the pro refs that's like hey why don't we just recruit some refs exactly from europe to train our refs here to get exactly. them up to a better standard i agree i agree i mean and 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 that's those are the things that i i believe this world cup and i mean i know that u.s soccer has huge ambitions um when it comes to 2026 i know for a fact 2026 they want to be top four in the in, in the world U.S. men's national team. So if, if that's the ambition, <laughs> you cannot host a World Cup that is subpar to Qatar. You have to one-up Qatar in all levels. And in my opinion, is you cannot allow your league that is breeding the McKennies, the Pulisic, the future, right? You know, the Campagnolos, the, the, the Jack Lins of the world, right? You're not going to put turf <laughs> or send them to like high school, a high school pitch. Uh, you know, you, you just can't do that. I mean, it's, that's it's... the advantage for Duncan, right? Like the guy probably played on a lot of turf in the Midwest, right. so I'm sure he's. Uh, I'm sure he's used to that. Yeah. So, well, uh, should we do I the uh, lineup? Do we? I mean, what do you guys say? I'm, I'm you fairly think it's sure. Be the same? Yeah, that's gonna be the same. I was gonna say it's, it's gonna be a copy and paste of yeah. Yesterday. I think I think I think it's gonna be a copy and paste from yesterday. Now, obviously, I don't know if Faku is back yet. Um, I was no gonna push. say that. Well, that's yeah, the thing. Ahead. I think it could not be a copy and paste if Wilder is ready and if Kales is ready and if Faku is ready. I think Faku more likely than the other two, right? Faku, is, he arrived yesterday. But I don't yeah. know if he's gonna play. I mean, I think he should. He would play one no, game. No, if he arrived game. yesterday, he's gonna play. I think Pedro will play. Which, as well, by the way, we've seen him forward. come back for that, and we've been talking about him going to. So if Pedro no, I mean, plays, that was a, that was a waste play? of time. That, that, was, that was a waste of time for Bro, Pedro. I got up that morning and I looked at the score and I was like, oh, Luis got up at 4 a.m. Bro, I got up. I, got, I, look, I look. I look like a like a damn fool with my pants on the ground. Oh man, a fool with my pants on the ground. I'm sorry. Let bro. me tell you something. That Japan taught us a lesson, definitely. Um, and the coach of Peru knows there are some players that are out of shape, and he should not make his in shape players uh, carry all the weight for the out of shape players. And that's exactly what happened. Pedro's not going to save you for every freaking shot Japan did. No. I mean, he's not a magician, bro. Did Wilder yeah. play both games? Yeah, Wilder played both games. He Ninety he, minutes for both games, like the whole. No, game? no, 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 no. Okay. He was sub. He was subbed out in I think minute seventy on the second one. So, but uh, what I'm saying is, Wilder they put him as a six. <laughs> he's an eight, and he's a really good eight. But he they put him as a six. He put him, his whole job was to be Cesar Araujo. And we we all know here that he's not Cesar Araujo. So, 
he was turning over the ball constantly, especially against Japan. Yeah, so it was a bad look. It was a bad look, to be honest with you. Well, um, hopefully he recovers from that, right? Because yeah. in the, fr- the first goal for Japan, it was it was game. it was also Pedro. He was, I think, too. He was um, he was out of. I think they caught him in the in, in the, the right know, in the in the in, wrong in the wrong position. Yeah, he was he was. In, but you know, it happens. It's, but on it's, the it's, other it's, side, Faku got his first his Uruguay first goal. goal penalty against yeah, penalty. Cuba, Cuba Libre. And Arujo's brother got mad of the match and scored a goal and tore <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, he's on fire. He's on fire. Maybe we should bring him over. Have a little family. You know, I was, I was, I oh was thinking God. about that, Luis. The two Arujo like... brothers. Like a... Right. Hmm. Mario hmm. Luigi. Hmm. But Does he, he play he the play... 10? No, he's no. a winger. Yeah, he's a winger. He's a I'm winger. just looking for Ted's. Maybe... I'm shopping anywhere for a Ted. <laughs> Maybe he's like with, you're like with your winger. wallet. You're like with your wallet. He's you're like where where to shop for a ten? <laughs> yeah, we need a we need Mark... to send out a request like apply to be the Orlando City. 10. You're like going to Facebook Market. Where to shop on a number ten? Who scored free kicks? <laughs> Mark Rodriguez. The answer uh, is South America. It's always South America. (laughs) Go find us a Brazilian young number. You're going to freemarket.com. Mark Rodriguez says um, uh, hello to everyone. No, thank you, my friend. Thank you to Mark. Hi, Mark. Appreciate it. But anyways, we have an important game coming up. Uh, Obviously, uh, we hope for an Orlando win. I say Orlando does the miracle and Orlando wins. Two goals to nil. Two goals to nil. Yes, two goals to nil. We get uh, Antonio Carlos header. Almost. And we get a Mauricio Pereira from the penalty spot. Luis, did you say 2-2 for the Philly-Orlando game? Was that you? Somebody said 2-2, and I don't remember who it was. I think he was. it was in the Facebook page. It It was, right. It was somebody on the, I look back at the Facebook because I I wanted to congratulate them, but I said said 3-1. I said 3-1 Orlando. You said 3-1. I said 2-1. I said 1-0. Somebody in the Facebook page, if you are there in the Facebook page. Yeah, Come, you are, hold your you hand are, up because uh, you said two two and you nailed it. Hold so. your hand up. We have a sticker for you. Yeah, I'm gonna give you an imaginary gift of congratulations. <laughs> Part- there's, uh, no, uh, there's no actual prize. I'm just like good. Remember job. the participation uh, string that they give you in in, in school. Yeah, there you, go. you get a little participation medal. Good job. <laughs> oh Lord. Uh, no, I th- I'm going with. 2-1 again. I love a 2-1. I think 2-1. Duncan scores again because he's Duncan. He's and fire. I'm going to say that we get a Ojeda goal again. I think he's going to open it up now. I think that was it. I think the floodgates are going to start opening up for him. Hmm. There you go. There you go. I this team has not been consistent, but in a good way. Like, you know, it's been like, okay, who's gonna score this game? Um, Duncan for sure. Because you had a good point, John. He has been, you know, playing in turf. He knows the in and out. Um He's great for the counterattack as well. Like that that suits him so much. Question Luis. In Argentina, they don't have turf, right? 
no, it's all it's no, all, it's, it's all grass, grass right? In, in Peru, unfortunately, they're cheap and they do have they have turf. In in, in some provinces, in some regions outside of of Lima, yeah, they have this the disgust. I call it disgusting turf because pretty much they gotta play with with tennis shoes. Ojeda's gonna have trouble. <laughs> like it's on, on it's Saturday. horrible. Ojeda's gonna have trouble then on on Saturday playing, but hopefully. He's going to have a scoring goal from outside of the box like yesterday. So let's say 3-1. A lot of the South Americans struggle in the turf, right? Like we saw Angulo didn't have the best game when it was like a New England. It was a lot of those guys. It was, I think, I it think was we're maybe their first time, right? They might have never done it before. So maybe they learn from that and hopefully can apply that to Seattle. But I thought they had a a field and their training facilities here with turf to do to that purpose so they can practice in that turf before going into do i they? don't know I, maybe I you know, know more than me i mean that's very forward thinking if we I, have that maybe i'm butching it i don't, I don't no, know i don't I, it could be very real possibility yeah whoever we, knows and then we have group. a practice turf field to practice for this ridiculous turf nonsense please leave in the comments the inside scoop and we could find that one out that, that could be interesting but that could be interesting so I what are you saying had one. you're saying what do you say three, three one three one okay so luis you went what two I nil orlando let's go need to write it down two it's nil. on the pod with recording so we don't need to write two it nil orlando let's two go nil. hopefully hopefully everything goes well with that because you know i'm i'm like i want to win <laughs> I want to win too. We need those three points, even though that we're not that bad until we play New England. But yeah, four points from those three games is great. It'll be it it'll be awesome. it'll be a great result. I mean, you're talking about two two contenders for the MLS championship. I mean, if you want to win this league, you have to know how to beat those teams. Philly, we were so close, but then yet so far away. We I jinxed it. Well, and we, Seattle are wobbling, man. Like you know, they're not—they're not like really strong Seattle. You know, when we're not playing them in their prime right now, like they're—they're they're having a little rough patch, so we can capitalize. But uh, I want to again um, say that also the beautiful game, the friendly game between Ronaldo and Ronaldinho, is tomorrow. So make sure you be there um, to support. Um, it's a great event for the city. Uh, if you want to meet those two great stars, you know, um, the doppelganger of uh, Ivan Angulo will be there. Vinicius Jr. will be there tomorrow. The taller Ivan Angulo, I'll say, because, you know, a little, little taller. But, but... Vinicius is not playing, right? There's no way they'd let him play. Is he just going uh, yeah, to the game? You know, he's going to play. They're going to let... If yeah. I was Real Madrid, there's no way in the offseason I am he's letting Vinny. And then after that, he's going to go to Coco Beach he Pier. Gets injured? He's going to go to the Coco Beach Pier. I would be pissed. He if probably he's going to be the water boy. I mean, I was going to say, like, this is this is going to be very slow. Like, no tackles. Like, if somebody will play. I guarantee you, Nanny's going to score a penalty out of penalty. Well, not, I mean, yeah. I, just, and I don't gonna know do what his this little is going to be like. I have no idea what these. You know how would you how take intense him back? Is it actually going to be right? Like, because they got guys out there that are like Ronaldinho can't run. Like the man, yeah, the man no, can no. barely walk around. I will would take you, Nani. Just would you take him back, Nani. Uh, uh, the John. 
Is that in an mm? Yeah, you would. I look, you know, I'm so young. Player I, I would too. I would too. To be honest, if we're spending any real money on any players, they gotta be a youth, a Listen, youth star that we can sell for big bucks. I don't I remember you, the last yep. dance. That's how we need to pitch it. And last dance. <laughs> the last dance. Yesterday, somebody did something. I don't remember who. I think Pereira or Felipe. That instead. He went, I don't know, that nanny would like dance and then shoot and scored. And I'm like, this is why I miss nanny for that. Only for that. For the dancing? For that, like, you well, know you how Duncan. nanny. Duncan can do the Brazilian. No, but Duncan well. didn't have it. the ball at that time. It was Felipe or, or Pereira. I don't remember that, you know, that nanny used to go forward and back. And then, you know, that little dance that he used to do and then shoot and actually score. Oh. I thought you meant actual dancing. You're talking about like his cutting no, left and right. No, 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 no. Got, like he's. I call it dance, but no. It's <laughs> yeah, he's it that. was with the actually ball, he's like dribbling. like a yeah, fake, yeah. like a fake with the ball and then shoot. So I think Pereira did it, but he didn't do anything. So Nani used to shoot it and actually shoot the ball and scored, but they they don't do it. They don't shoot the ball. So I was like, I told Alec, I'm like, this is why I miss Nani for only this. That's it. Well, so that's why... why I will take him back, Luis, just for those moments. We need a uh, Brazilian number 10 to come on and, no, um, and dance for you, Paula. <laughs> just for that. Uh, well, uh, I want to thank everyone that's been here today. Uh, thank you so much for your support. Uh, we'll, we'll see you guys uh, back on, on Monday at 8.30. If you're listening um, to this pod, thank you so much for your support. Um, I did not post uh, on Twitter the the links for the pods for the last pod on Monday because of time constraints, but uh, we will be posting them. It, it, it's already on, on on Spotify, on all audio forms. I'm just saying I usually repost the tweet with the pictures of us and all that stuff. I, I'm going to do one for both episodes. So stick around with that. Uh, check us out on all social media outlets. We are on YouTube as uh, Loud and Proud Orlando, as well as on Facebook and Twitter, and also on, on um, uh, I forgot, at Spotify and Apple Podcasts. There you go. <laughs> so um, any last words you want to say, Paola? No, vamos Orlando. Let's get a win on Saturday. Let's go. Right. What about you, John? Vamos Orlando? Uh, vamos Orlando for sure. And Luis is back in the Facebook group. So, you yeah. Know, excitement for that, too. Yeah. He's I'm part of the conversation again. I'm going to add it, anyone, everyone on Facebook now. So, I'm going right, to turn on posts for approval for you, though, because we're not sure where you're going <laughs> to. You know, <laughs> make sure uh, I, I answer the uh, I answer the question to it. In yeah, the, in, yeah. Uh, make sure you know who right. the, that Oscar is, Poppy. <laughs> That's right. All right, all right, guys. Uh, Vamos Orlando. You. Vamos Orlando. Take care, guys. Hi, this is Luis Carlos Pineda from Loud and Proud Orlando. I want to thank you for listening to us through Anchor, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Help us grow our Purple community by following us on all our social media outlets. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. We're also available on YouTube as Loud and Proud Orlando. We're available on Instagram as Pineda underscore O-R-L. 
We're available on Facebook as Latin Proud Orlando and on Twitter as LPO underscore podcast. Thank you so much for listening and vamos Orlando.